The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Morning and welcome to Fresh Start Friday with Grant and Carl. Good and morning. Yes, it's a weird beautiful and wacky. Morning. We're back again. Yeah, <laughs> he's wacky and I'm weird. And uh, <laughs> it depends which side of bed. Yeah, we're well, true. Um, <clears throat> I've uh, we're, we're brought to you by the Golden Bay Weekly. Your beautiful, wonderful, amazing, informative Golden Bay newspaper every Friday. The best paper in the world. Brought to you in forty GSM. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but thin but on the ground. it's still got the great content in it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and <clears throat> we've, uh, we've got a great show for you today. We're talking, we're going to be playing all about music, uh, all about colour, 
Carl's idea. Colours. Yeah, yeah. colours. So we've got a colourful show for you today. So Grant's decided to go through the rainbow. Yeah, so that's well, probably it's the easiest way. Easiest way, 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 to do way, it. way my brain works. And um, we'll be having a couple of chats to, to, uh, to, to people today. Um, we'll be talking to Jenny Bennett, um, who is uh, what was the uh, Takaka Primary School pr- uh, principal. She's got herself a new uh, role in the community, and uh, we'll be talking to her all about that. Which is pretty cool, and Joyce Wiley, who's been talking about the uh, carbon credits and the agra um, um, uh, carbon footprint emission uh, emission, yeah, and, and 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 it's you know it's a complex subject, so that's why I can't even get my head around it, and hopefully Joyce can sort of enlighten us somewhat it's on that, that. yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, someone's turned my microphone down. Anyway, um, I'm going to give you the weather. You like it or not? And haven't we had some great weather this week, eh? My, my goodness. It was hot yesterday. Oh, well, yeah, it was humid. I was in Nelson on Tuesday and it was just so muggy. Yeah. yeah. Well, was that the thunderstorm day? Yeah, that was muggy as, wasn't I it? I came yeah. back over the hill at about midnight, and or just before midnight, and there was I saw some wonderful flashes coming, well, driving over the, the hill. hill yeah, looking yeah. down on the bay, just lighting up. It was it was pretty spectacular. I saw two cars all the way from Motueka to Takaka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's a thunderstorm going, so... <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually got home and I was really disappointed because the damn thing had finished. And I said, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, it had been, been on my phone for hours. Right. 12 hours before, but just those things never seem to arrive, do they? No. Anyway. Blenheim of- weather. Blenheim, Blenheim, Blenheim. Good morning to you. Cloudy at first today with a possible shower or two. Then clearing and to find this afternoon, south easterlies, 22 degrees today. But you have a strong wind watch. So, uh, you know, batten down the hatches and put extra pegs on your clothes. <clears throat> Tomorrow, Saturday, fine with south easterlies. Sunday is also mainly fine with south easterlies. Monday is mainly fine, chance of, sour, <coughs> chance of a shower and South Easterlies. Nelson, good morning to you. Fine today, with part, apart from some morning clouds. Southerlies uh, turning northerly for a time this afternoon, 23 degrees today. Saturday is going to be fine with light winds. Sunday, fine mainly with light winds. And Monday is also mainly fine with light winds. Motueka today, fine apart from some morning clouds. Southerlies turning northerly for a time this afternoon, 24 degrees today. <coughs> Saturday, fine with light winds. Sunday, fine with light winds mainly. Monday is fine with light winds. Gee, it's easy, isn't it? Good weather coming to this weekend. Today in Takaka, Golden Bay, <clears throat> fine apart from some areas of morning cloud. Southerlies turning northerly for a time this afternoon. Saturday is mainly fine. Chance of afternoon showers inland, light winds. And Sunday is mainly fine. One or two afternoon showers in Golden Bay, light winds. And Monday is mainly fine. One or two afternoon showers in Golden Bay, light winds. Seems... <clears throat> fairly settled, you would say. I would think so. I have to feel for the folks up in uh, around Gisborne Way. Whoa, it's yeah. been pretty heavy rain. It's a bit like what happened in um, Australia and Brisbane Way Brisbane, yeah. um, last month. Yeah. <clears throat> it's our turn. I was looking. I was, I was going through my um, numbers for the market, and um, it's the worst. It was the worst February I've ever had, and because I had three Saturdays of rain, so. 
we only had you know we had very few um, stalls and um, you know you might have put it down to COVID but it's not it was yeah. definitely the rain your March is has it been a far superior month, isn't it? Yeah, it? I'm almost about the average again for for March. Um, January, January, interestingly enough, this year was uh, the best January I've had on record in the last eight years. <laughs> so go figure, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that, that short, sharp January infusion was, you know, I mean, Tarkiga was a city for three days. Well, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Rather. And, um, yeah, we've got lots of interesting stuff on the Golden Bay Weekly this week. Um, uh, it's, yep, there it is. Um, we, and, uh, like I say, we'll be having a chat to uh, uh, Joyce uh, all about agri-emissions. Yeah, it's complex. So we'll get back to her. We'll be back to her about quarter past eight, and Jenny Bennett before that. <clears throat> who, um, yeah, she's going to be a future mover in education, which is fantastic. She's really, really good. Okay, um, <clears throat> let's play some music, eh? Let's Start. get these colours happening. Yeah, well, let's let's play all the colours at once. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, it's a good way to start. This is Ryan Kamarafino. He uh, rang the guy up at three o'clock in the morning and said, I've got to do this now. And there was Have a one take. Hmm? Have you seen yeah. the video? He's a huge guy. He's yeah. enormous. Trouble melts like a lemon drops 
high above the chimney top that's where you find me somewhere over the rainbow One take is a year. Uh, well, that was well done. And um, here we go. Israel Star. Long white cloud. We start with white. Kiwi. Keep that smile upon your face, don't worry, everything will be fine. God bless us with this land of hunting, from the beginning of time. He gave me birds and the trees, the land and the seas, provide the sun and rain for make a life for the seas. So I stop begging you please, stop selling our seeds, we have to love the earth so all our children can be. See I'm from, I'm from, the most beautiful place in the sun. Take your mama away. What 
want, this is the new generation. Welcome, this is an open invitation. Blessed love, people of Aotearoa. Bandibidi, bandibidi, dang, dang. See where I'm from, I'm from. The most beautiful place, the sun. We said the long white cloud. We said the long white cloud. Oh, that's where we live, the land of the long white cloud. Yeah. You could hear the Herb's influence there. You could, definitely. Okay, we're going to America. Is it America? Cream no, America? no. Britain. 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 Yeah. Britain. Very, Britain. very British. Very British. Okay, well, this is, um, <clears throat> this is another classic song. Black Curtains.
go. White Room, Ginger Baker. Ginger Baker, Eric Clapton, and Jack Bruce. Yeah. Cream. Time to see a bit of red, eh? We go from white. Now we go start, start the spectrum of the rainbow. Here we go. Seeing red. This is my baby. We uh, interviewed them in here once. They played this song <laughs> on a cardboard box and a guitar. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
my baby and she grew up in New Zealand and she probably got uh, influenced by these guys and the song yeah um big hit for them go on do it yeah oh yeah just go freak out and dance to this one on the table if you want go I see red <laughs> that was sort of a finish that was kind of sudden I don't know quite why it was so sudden but there you go I see red oh, it was on the record oh, probably yeah 
and uh, look, the time is uh, 24 minutes to 8 o'clock and you're listening to Fresh Start Friday and you're listening to Fresh FM on Fresh Start Friday on Nelson City 107.2, Nelson and Tasman Districts on 104.8, Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0 and Blenheim on 88.9 or anywhere, anytime in the universe from our website www.freshfm.net or download for free the Access Internet Radio app to stream us live or listen to any Fred Fresh FM podcasts or if you've got an event happening or and if you've got an event happening not all and if you've got an event happening email diary at freshfm.net and uh, give us a ring if you need to 525-8779 it's 03 first uh, 525-8779 or email takaka at freshfm.net if you want to tell us how great we are playing your songs and um, yeah, we're just thinking about themes. Or suggest any themes for that matter. Please, please suggest themes because we we always come out with uh, different themes. But uh, we we want to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, and um, we move from red to orange, of course. <laughs> this is a bit of a <laughs> traffic light thing there. It's a bit of a come down, isn't it? <laughs> from red to orange. Are we, are we getting to green? Yeah, so um, we'll get to green, um, and. Um, you know, I found I found Orange was a wee bit tricky, but uh, I found this beautiful old track by Nat King Cole, Orange Coloured Sky. Do you slow down? Ha. I was walking along, minding my business, when out of an orange coloured sky, flash, bang, alakazam, wonderful you. I was humming a tune, drinking in sunshine, what out of that orange-colored view. Flash, bang, alakazam, I gotta look at you. One look and I yell, timber, watch out for flying glass. Cause the ceiling fell in, the bottom fell out, I went into a spin, I started to shout, I've been hit. This is it. I was walking along, minding my business, when love came and hit me in the eye. Flash, bam, alakazam, out of an orange-colored sky. One look and I yell, Timber, watch out for flying glass. Cause the ceiling fell in and the bottom fell out. I went into a spin and I started to shout, I've been hit. This is it, this is it, I-T hit. I was walking along, minding my business, when love came and hit me in the eye. Flash, bam, alakazam, out of an orange-colored purple stripe. Pretty green polka dot sky Flash, a bam Alakazam and goodbye Wow, I thought love was much softer than that What a most disturbing sound (laughs) 
Oh, well, there you go. Orange polka dot, purple, green. Here's the Silky Irish. tones of Nat King Kong. Here's the Irish Rovers. Yeah, the good old Irish ah. Rovers. All right. Come on, this boys. Orange and the green. Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen. My father, he was orange, and my mother, she was green. Oh, my father was an Ulster man, broad Protestants was he. My mother was a Catholic girl from County Cork, was she. They were married in two churches, lived happily enough. Until the day that I was born and things got rather tough. Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen. My father, he was orange, and my mother, she was green. Baptised by Father Ailey, I was rushed away by car To be made a little orange man, me father's shining star I was christened David Anthony, but still in spite of that To my father I was William, while my mother called me Pat Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen My father, he was orange, and my mother, she was green with mother every Sunday to mass I'd proudly stroll Then after that the orange lodge would try to save my soul For both sides tried to claim me, but I was smart because I'd play the flute or play the harp depending where I was Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen My father, he was orange and my mother, she was green One day me mad relations came round to visit me just as my father's kinfolk were all sitting down to tea We tried to smooth things over, but they all began to fight And me being strictly neutral, I bashed everyone in sight Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you've ever seen My father, he was orange, and my mother, she was green now my parents never could agree about my type of school My learning was all done at home, that's why I'm such a fool They both passed on, God rest them, but left me caught between That awful colour problem of the orange and the green Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen My father, he was orange, and my mother, she was green Yes, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen My father, he was Okay, that was uh, that was the Irish Rovers. Here's um, here's a classic um, lullaby um, from the Rainbow Connect, Connect collections. This is um, yeah, this is a beautiful little number. You'll you'll recognise it. Oranges and lemons, and bells of Saint Clemens. Oranges and lemons, say the bells of St. Clement's You owe me five farthings, say the bells of St. Martin's When will you pay me, say the bells of Old Bailey When I grow rich, say the bells of Shoreditch When will that be, say the bells of Stepney I do not know, say the great bells of Bow. Here comes a candle to light you to bed. Here comes a candle to light you to bed. Pancakes and fritters, say the bells of St. Peter's. Two sticks and an apple, say the bells of Whitechapel. 
Quickie, oranges and lemons, and um, <clears throat> the bells in Saint Clemens. Mm. Yeah, another another uh, <coughs> pandemic song. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that was a plague song. The, yeah. the, the 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 one the one's not the oranges and lemons. It's the other bit that goes. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the candle to light you to bed. Whatever it is, here comes the chopper. Did they have helicopters back then? Wow. Yes. Well, yeah. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, and talking about choppers, yeah. <clears throat> Oh, time for a bit of Frank Sinatra. We are his dodgy mates. <laughs> That's a bit of a twisted version as well. Not, yeah. not the more, more pop, not the more common one, I guess. But which is why I yeah, wanted to play good. it exactly. Yeah, I always try and find things like that. Actually, Carl, um, we'll be having a talk to uh, Jenny in about a quarter of an hour, and um, the time is quarter to to eight. Here's, Come on, Frankie. Here's Frank. I'm coming home, I done my time Now I got to know what is and isn't mine If you received my letter Telling you I'd soon be free Then you'll know just what to do If you still want me If you still want me Tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree It's been three long years Do you still want me? If I don't see a ribbon round the old oak tree Yeah, hey, I'll stay on the bus, forget about us Put the blame on me If I don't see a yellow ribbon round that old oak tree Bus driver, please look for me Cause I couldn't bear to see what I might see I'm really still in prison And my love, she holds the key A simple yellow ribbon's what I need to set me free I wrote and told her, please Tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree It's been three long years Do you still want me? And if I don't see a ribbon round the old oak tree Hey, I'll stay on the bus, forget about us Put the blame on me If I don't see a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree Look at here, the whole damn bus is cheering And I can't believe I see A hundred yellow ribbons A hundred yellow ribbons A hundred yellow ribbons Round the old old tree
I, not- I noticed he said yellow several times. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, what is it with that? Wonder. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> here's here's a, yellow moon. Yellow moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these guys are great. The Neville brothers. Very, very talented bunch of brothers.
Aren't they great? The of course Brothers. I didn't. No, of course you didn't. No. That's the Neville Brothers and uh, Yellow Moon. Not Yellow Moon. <laughs> so we move from, uh, we move from uh, yellow to, to green. Green. Roy G. Biv. Who mm. remembers that? That's how you tell the colours of the rainbow. Roy oh, G. Biv. Yeah, I don't need to remember that. That was sort of like standard three or something like that. Yeah, I but that's the one I forget because I just, I just memorise the colours. I just know the colours. But yeah, anyway, um, here's, uh, here's Tom. Good old Tom Jones. The green, green grass of home coming over the Takiga Hill. <laughs> <laughs> the old hometown looks the same as I step down from the train. And there to meet me is my mama and papa Down the road I look and there runs Mary Hair of gold and lips like cherries It's good to touch the green, green grass of home Yes, they'll all come to meet me Arms reaching, smiling sweetly It's good to touch the green, green grass of home The old house is still standing Though the paint is cracked and dry And there's that old oak tree That I used to play on Down the lane I walk With my sweet Mary Hair of gold and lips like cherries It's good to touch The green, green grass of home Then I awake and look around me At four grey walls that surround me And I realize, yes, I was only dreaming For there's a god And there's a sad old portrait On and on we'll walk at daybreak Again, I'll touch the green, green grass of home. Yes, they'll all come to see me in the shade of that old oak tree as they lay me neath the green, green grass of Jones, the green, green grass of home. Beautiful Welsh voice. What a bugger to wake up and find it's all a dream. Oh, uh, I do all the time, don't you? Anyway. Well, I've never been in jail. Well, I've been in a cell a couple of drunken nights in my youth, but never for <laughs> any duration. Hey, um, we're going to stick with green. This is um, this is a great, great song by 
great band called the Cowboy Junkies. Do you know it? Oh, yeah. The Trinity Sessions, their first album. <clears throat> and um, this is a cover, but um, 200 more miles of green asphalt. And um, it's one of my, it's probably about my favourite song on this album, actually. Um, and I'm glad you're listening, Prior. Um, uh, have your breakfast and uh, enjoy this.
Junkies and um, yeah, Tulsa. No, oh, so many, uh, so many um, bands, songs about bringing Tulsa, which is quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, um, the time is uh, eight o'clock, and uh, on the line, I have uh, Jenny Bennett. Um, Jenny has been the principal of the uh, Takaka Primary School for quite some time. Tamaria. Jenny. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Good. Looking forward to uh, the weekend coming up, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had a big week, have you? Uh, I think every week's a big week at the moment, isn't it, Grant? Yeah. There's, it's, uh, there's so much going on and it's really nice just to regroup back in over the weekend and spend some time in the garden and with Fano and Maybe doing nothing as well. <laughs> nothing. I don't know. Hey, um, you've been you've been you've been the uh, principal of Taka Primary School for what, about six years now. Yes. Yes. And you decided to take a uh, sabbatical last year. I did. And um, you decided it was too much fun having a sabbatical to go back. <laughs> Something like that, Grant. Yeah. Um, I have joked with people that I tried to leave quite a few times before I managed to leave, and that stood true right up to the end. Um, today's actually my official Puro Puro Aki, uh, which is a very small event, obviously, just with some, the staff and board due to the current um, requirements. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's still that thread of trying to leave and getting sort of pulled back in has remained. And part of that is because I really do love that school. I love the energy, the community, the kids, the staff. got a great board. Uh, there's something really magic about the place. It's a lot of fun. So I can understand why it's a, it's a mutual thing that I seem to maintain a connection with the school. But today is officially the day of my departure, even though I have departed, <laughs> if that makes sense. So things are things are working in that topsy-turvy way at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's sort of hard to leave something you love so much, isn't it? It is. And my kids are there, and I'm so invested in all of the tamariki and the ones who have progressed through to high school, um, it feels like a, you, you become, you know, part of that forest and you are looking at all of those kids who have grown up in some of those uh, rangatahi 
And now, you know, the year 13, I think, the first cohort that I had for only about four to five weeks but when I started in 2015. So they're year 12 and 13 now. You know, they're young adults. It's a real privilege to be able to see them grow and blossom. Was, was this your first um, job as principal? No, no. So I, I like to say I fell into principalship. When I think about that, I was pushed into principalship. Um, I had a fantastic mentor uh, principal up in Auckland. I taught up at West Auckland, a beautiful school called Cornelly School, real source of inspiration for me. Um, and so it was 20, 2014, I took a job as a U1, which is a one-teacher school um, on the outskirts of Gisborne. And when I say outskirts, I mean the vast hinterland of Gisborne. <laughs> um, <laughs> deep in the uh, country of sort of, uh, in the out off the coast uh, from Mahia, so inland, and uh, very, very remote. So I was there for 18 months, and how I came into this role was through actually um, Margie Little and her daughter Talia. Yep. Um, so I was up in Auckland on a visit from Tini Adoto and uh, met Talia for a coffee as we talked together in previous years, and uh, her mum was there, and Margie said, well, the job's come up at Tarkika, just apply. And I'll never forget that moment that I thought, okay, I'll, I will apply then, even though I thought, oh gosh, there's no way I'd ever get that job. Um, and yes, here I am. And look what you've bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, look what we've grown. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's, yeah thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, been a, it's been a great ride. And I really, you know, it's hard to leave, but I'm still involved in <clears throat> many of the schools in the Bay, actually, providing professional learning support. Uh, around local curriculum, cultural capability, assessment for learning. Um, and so I see that my connection with the school will maintain, particularly even as a parent as well. You know, my kids yep. are still there and I'm very invested. And sometimes, you know, we, we, we need to stimulate ourselves. And six years is a long time in one job and um, you'd probably need a change, but, but it's hard to know where to go from here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And... You know, I I think for me, I couldn't do the job much longer because the it, it is the most complex job. And I think the only people that know how complex and huge the job of a principal is, is a principal. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know it until you're in it. And lots of my colleagues and even myself stepping into that role, uh, it doesn't matter what size school you're in, it is a huge job. You will be one day talking about the gutterings and understanding the intricacies of the plumbing or how the water works in the school. And then the next day you're leading, or the next minute you're leading strategy, you're managing behaviour, you're working with Fano. So if you imagine you've got that desktop with Chrome open, you know, the, the tabs along the top, mm-hmm. you are shifting tabs <laughs> all the time and you need to be able to do that. You, you, if you don't do that, then something will drop. Yeah, you got to be. So <laughs> you got to you got to be major multitasker. Majorly multitasker, and then also able to single task when mm. you need to. Yep. And really Focus. drop in. Yeah. Um, and the joke that that I would have was, you know, I <laughs> the kids would go home at three, and I go right now I can start doing my job. And it was actually um, one of the board members who one day I said that to her early on, and she said, "You are doing your job." It's just that, you know, the paperwork, admin side of the job, you really don't do between the hours of 
um, nine and sort of four o'clock, there's just no way you get that done because the role is so relational. I guess I guess some of the bigger schools having an assistant principal does that, <laughs> takes some of that on board. For sure, yeah. and um, every school's different in how mm. they shape things, and I really believe uh, that we we apply our own zone of genius to our work. So the things you're really good at, I think everybody should do this. You know, the things you're really good at, do. And the things that you're not that good at or that you're good at but you don't actually like that much, actually find someone who does like that thing. Um, find someone who, who where it really gets them going because within a school, like for me, leading the restorative was number one because that's my passion. Um, it's, but in another school, it might be that the deputy principal or the assistant principal or a syndicate leader takes on that role. Yeah, yeah, of course. And <clears throat> so, what, what, are you, what on earth are you going to do now? And this is, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something. You and I were both in a meeting the other day, mm. a couple of weeks ago. Um, I seem to see you. Which one? <laughs> um, MKM. Oh yeah. And and I finished the hui, and you know what was so cool is that I could shut my laptop hmm. and go out in the garden and go for a walk and came back in, I had a little nap, and then I cooked dinner. Now, I would never be able to do that in a school setting because you, as I was saying, you get home and there's all these things you have to follow up on and people you need to talk to, and, and um, it, it felt so very different. So to answer your question, I'm doing lots and lots of different work. Um, I don't like the word consultant uh, because I feel like it's a word that's been gets used a lot and it sort of has connotations to people that charge a lot of money to sort of drive something forward that doesn't give much. So shall I, I don't know what to call myself at this point in time. A facilitator is probably the best. best okay, word. okay. And so you'll, you'll be doing this sort of privately um, as, as your own business? Yeah, so I'm self-employed, um, and so my job is to get contracts uh, out ahead of time. So at the moment, I've got about 18 months of work, full-time-ish, mm-hmm. backed up ahead of me. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about that, but, you know, you do have to have that long-range vision, and also in this environment, be aware that things can change. Yeah, so yeah. what I'm doing is I, will, I work with schools to identify which of the four professional learning priorities would most benefit them and the way I work with schools is to actually sit with them and identify through a process what those things are and then support them to actually write the application to the ministry Um, because a lot of principals just don't get the time to do that without somebody supporting them along the side Um, and also doing doing the admin so once that's in and the ministry approves that they will get some professional learning hours, then they can choose to allocate me. If they choose not to, that's fine. Um, but they can choose to allocate me and then I will work with the school, the staff, the community and in a way that works for that school in that setting. So no one project that I have at the moment is the same. They are all so very, very diverse mm. in both what I'm working on and how we're doing it. Yeah, there's a woman called Joni on the community board in Motueka who has... Um, um, campaigning the government to uh, bring in a, uh, a um, more about um, democracy and um, how local government works and stuff as part of the curriculum. 
Mm. So you know, yeah, I did that, see that. yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting stuff. But um, you were going to go to Chatham Islands. Did you, did that happen? <laughs> I did, 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 and I'm going back. Yeah, so, well, tell me about so that. Ch- that must be a very exciting oh. part of what you've um, you know managed to. It's uh, absolute privilege to have been invited to the Chatham, Fadi Kodi Dekohu, and the place with with many names. Um, it is it is an out of this world place, and I think my mind, because you don't need a passport to get there, um, and because it's a New Zealand currency, and because with the New Zealand, you know, overseas that part of the world, um, I sort of thought, I'm just going to another place in New Zealand. And you get there and the land will not let you think that for a minute after you land off that flight. Wow. Um, and so you you pretty much get there and, and what struck struck me, first of all, is the geographical size of the place, which I just had not understood, um, and then the, the vastness of it and how different it is to New Zealand, um, and then and the people, the people were just, just amazing, because they are at the mercy of Mother Nature, truly. You know, I, I said to one of the, the people I met there, it'd be hard to be a control freak, on Buddy Cody, wouldn't it? And they said, yeah, no, Mother Nature's in control. Um, So I worked with three schools there across the week. And really what we were doing in that first session, it was about relationships. Um, Getting in there, having that corridor, and working out what is each school's unique uh, needs, what are their strengths, what would each school like to work on with me? So we established that. And then what is it that we can do all together to develop so that we're working in a way that strengthens everybody. And so we've established two priorities um, for that work too. So I'm going back for a month in June for Matariki and taking my kids and husband. And we're going to be, uh, the kids will go to school um, there. So they'll be in a year three to five class over there for a month. Uh, And they know the teacher, which is fabulous. So they already know Fayalara. So they'll be able to continue Te Reo Māori. They'll be able to continue for the really fantastic educational experience and what I really hope is that they'll make some lifelong friends. And you're adding to their to their co- or their school and their their um, understanding too, which is a, it's a win-win, isn't it? Yeah, and we're already building these relationships. So when mm. our Tamariki from Whānau Tōtara did year four to six bilingual and uh, at TPS, when they heard I was going to their kohu, they knew I was going to see Fialara and they were all deeply offended that I wasn't taking them all. That was their idea for a school camp. So they all wrote her letters okay. and they wrote letters in Te Reo and then they, we shipped them over and then her tamariki read the letters and now they're starting a pen pal relationship back to the tamariki here. So I love those connections. Yep, they're, they're valuable yeah. and important, hey, because, you know, even though it's the same culture, it's kind of a subculture of Absolutely, mm, yeah. and those lifetime connections for our uh, tamariki and creating those those memories, um, that's what a fantastic educational experience is about. We want our kids to look back on their schooling and have, of course, achieved great outcomes and being literate and numerate are two of the many, um, but we want them to, to have had a positive experience with lots of rich opportunities and one where they felt... Uh, like they were seen and heard as the individuals that they are, rather than that power-down, top-heavy, authoritarian approach that 
you know, traditionally schooling has been, probably mm. sort of what you and I experienced. <laughs> yeah, I got over it. <laughs> I, can, I, had educa- I can imagine you were very good at school when you ground. Uh, I, had an educa- I had an education once and I'm, I'm just about over it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, Jenny, I think this is going to be a wonderful opportunity for a lot of schools in New Zealand to... to um, um, take what you're, you're offering um, to to um, get um, forward, move forward with it. And I think you've got some great um, um, skills to offer and um, I'm looking forward to catching up with you as time goes on to see what how, how it's all working. Absolutely. Thank you, Grant. And I yeah. really appreciate your words and I've just been, I just read the uh, in the weekly this morning, the lovely Nigel, our board chair, also said some lovely words. So I'm feeling very loved this morning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. great. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to having a bit more time to get into the wider community. Um, you know, just having more hours in the day freed up. And it's been, been really cool meeting you online in various um, various contexts. And, yep. Yeah. Cool Thank to be involved. You. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Oh, thanks very much, and um, take care and ha- enjoy the uh, enjoy the, what you do. We are great. Kia pai Okay, that's Jenny um, Bennett there from well, um, her new the role. universe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> here's Bing Crosby, and uh, this is the blues my naughty sweetie gives to me. Sweetie gives to me. I found, <laughs> I found that Bing in Dixieland was pretty, pretty uh, radical. Um, yeah. And um, um, there's a lot of versions of that song, and I just did that one because it's Bing. <laughs> no other reason other than that it was Bing. You got so. the machine that goes Bing. <laughs> just about. 
Uh, talk about machines. Um, no. Um, yeah, emissions. Uh, trading emissions. Um, emissions uh, coming from the farm. I've got Joyce Wiley on the phone at the moment. And Joyce has... Um, well, she's written a really good article that I didn't fully grasp. I needed to read it a seventh time. Um, Joyce, Joyce is on the line with me at the mo- uh, with us at the moment, and um, she's going to explain to us about um, agro emissions, etc. Um, good morning, Joyce. Good morning, Grant. How's the weather at Kaihoka? Beautiful, and yeah. the top dressing planes fertilising at the neighbours, so it's that calm. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Lovely yeah. morning. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't often get anyone from uh, way out west in Kaihoka, so um, you know, you're talking... Do it more often? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do a regular um, exactly. once a month or something like yeah. that, um, chat about what's, go- what's going down on the farm. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good thought. Good thought. Yeah. Joyce, um, you know, you, you have a fairly regular column in the GB Weekly, which is our yep. sponsor, and um, of course I get my embargoed copy yesterday and I found out that you had put something rather interesting in there and I really wanted to talk yep. to you more about it because it's not, it doesn't just affect Golden Bay, it affects all of New everybody, Zealand or yep, everybody. Yep. Um, and this is about, especially farming specifically, um, about um, how, how emissions can, can you explain to us a little bit what they're talking about? Is this the tractors and combine harvesters or yeah, well, it, cows? It, or It's everything. It's, I mean, CO2 comes from machinery and fuel, and methane comes from animals. So agriculture's got both going on, um, which is... And the, the article that I wrote was about hair waka ekinoa, which is um, a partnership between government, iwi... Dairy NZ, Beef and Lamb, because the government is bringing agriculture emissions into the emissions trading scheme, the ETS, which is already set up and already functioning mm. and already has carbon with carbon pricing. So if um, agriculture is going to come into that in 2025, but because we've got methane, which is a short-lived gas, and nitrous oxide and carbon dioxide, we're sort of dealing with three gases. Um, so... Here, Waka Ekinoa is that partnership of those organisations to come up with a different scheme to price um, agri emissions into the and by 2025. So that's why it was. I tried to write it. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a complicated topic. It but. is. I mean, it, it's gone from carbon price. I mean, I don't yeah. quite even know how that how that actually works. How you can how you can pay for carbon, but it's well, gone from twenty five dollars right, yeah. a ton to eighty six dollars a ton now. Yeah, it's, prob- it's, it's probably rising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the but thing what is, with the carbon mean? price, it's not actually to me. It's not actually achieving what it's meant to achieve. It's meant to achieve reduction in carbon, but it, all it's doing is offsetting in, until the price gets really high, and then people all start to reduce. But at the moment, people are just. Um, offsetting by planting trees, which is an okay thing to do, but the, the trouble is in New Zealand that's we're losing land, like those big big stations. A big station up in Gisborne just been bought. It's going to be planted in pines, monoculture pines. Yeah. Quite a few farms around Wairo have already gone into pines, and they'll never be logged. They're just gone, finished. We're lucky in Golden Bay it hasn't happened because our land is too expensive to to sort of for that to be a viable alternative at the moment. So it's not actually achieving a reduction, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand this carbon neutral. It should be carbon negative, should it not? Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. 
well, that's what we're working towards. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a um, building that they've built. Uh, oh, I heard it at four thirty this morning yeah. on another radio station. There's they've built the first building and um, it's it's carbon negative, first yep. carbon negative building. It's built out of hempcrete yeah, rather than what, concrete. That's what that guy in Golden Bay's wanting. That's right. He's that's wanting right. to get together. And you've interviewed him? Uh, he's not yet. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'm going to have a chat. He was the cookie yeah. cookie time dude. Cookie time man, and, and he's got yeah. together with Mary Solly and they're yeah. looking at um, this new project. And um, with the price of building materials, it's a jolly fine time to be looking into a new building material. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Merv's got a couple of farms he could turn into camp. Hemp. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, production. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. get the seed out and make the milk and the, yeah. and the seed. So, look, you know, we've got to, we've got to start looking at things like that. Yep. And, and that's the sort of technology that we, we definitely yeah. have. Um, so how does your farm levy work? So, yeah, so here Walker Ekinoa came up with two proposals. They looked at a lot of different options of how to do it and they've promoted two. One is the farm levy, farm level levy, which is, so each farm measures how much stock they've got on, how much fertiliser they use, so that's their emissions and then they measure their um, sequestration, which is what um, trees you've got on the farm. And the ETS scheme you have to reach, you can plant trees but you have to reach a certain level, I think it's 30 hectares and so they don't include any indigenous, they don't include shelter belts or anything that the ETS scheme you can get money from sequestering but it has to be a certain ruling to, to meet that ruling whereas the Iwaka Noah they're promoting that those of us who have got Monica scrublands and shelter belts and plantings around wetlands and things like that, that's all going to be counted as sequestration. Oh so it should. So it should, yeah, that's right. So the farm level levy comes in as like you count your number of stock, amount of fertilizer, minus your calculations on the sequestration that you've got, and then that's your um, what you what you're owing mm-hmm. at the end. So, so potentially you could put more um, native trees on, which would be good. I hate pines with a passion. I think yeah. it's just mm-hmm. we've just gone so wrong going so. into that direction. So. Um, yeah. yeah, so or even orchards count, so you can put more fruit trees on. I don't know whether heap would count, but probably not because it's going to get harvested. But but fruit trees, things like that, they actually the proposal is that they will count as well. I'm just about hating Tasmanian blackwoods with a passion now. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah, I'm with you on that one. They were that they were the the, yeah. the great wonderful yeah. thing to grow. But man, they, they get away out of control. Oof, do they ever? Yeah, you they know, do. So yeah, they get away. Another so. pest species coming yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so what what isn't a pest that we can grow that would be um would be better as far as a tree? I mean, a macrocarpa. Yeah, macrocarpa is a good um, western red and cedar. Well, even olives and things like that. I mean, mm. they they're potentially Useful, you know, and they do grow in Golden Bay. So, um, it's what, but but on on farms that would be native, preferably native trees, and and then you get the whole biodiversity which you don't get with pines. You know, bird life, the whole thing. So, do you have silver pine on your property? Yellow pine, silver pine. Yep, yep, they're still here. They're the they're probably the slowest growing, aren't they? Well, yeah, and that's it. Then, but they probably haven't been calculated. I think with the what happened with the pines was the forestry industry did a lot of the calculations so they can tell you how much carbon it's sequestering every year and what's going to happen because they probably saw the potential for this scheme to come in. So they've all got the figures and the whereas a lot of other trees haven't got that. Nobody's put that research in yet, yeah. which is one of the advantages of the, the what 
two schemes that the Hewaka Ekenoa has promoted is that the money that is coming from agriculture goes back into agriculture, but doesn't just disappear into a government coffer. So it comes back into research and development, it comes back into incentives for on-farm um, changes. So, so Yeah, so it's recycled, you know, I mean, yeah, the money's recycled, so that the whole point is to reduce our emissions, like you say, not just offset them, but to slowly make changes on-farm that's going to bring mm. it down. Yeah. And, and the emissions trading scheme doesn't, the carbon price just disappears into the government coffer and goodness knows it, it's it's not actually coming back into emissions reductions. I guess any little waterway needs to be fenced and yep. um, planted, <clears throat> that's got to be a help, doesn't it? Yep, and that's um, right. And if you can count those plantings, that, yeah, that's the, and natives that's the go, whole point. Natives definitely go best in, in the waterways. Yeah, and, and they are sequestering carbon, so mm. let's count them. Yeah. Let's count that carbon. Yeah, so, no, so that's, mm. yeah, that's what... So, so the, the, so they put out this proposal and the deadline for farmers to feedback on the proposal is this weekend. So that's what my article was about, is like get pen to paper and try to feedback to the Waka Ekenoa partnership to say what is your thoughts on it, what are your, you know, what are your concerns, what are your, um, what do you support? So that was that was the point of the article. It's a little yeah. bit late because it's right deadline, but it's... Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I haven't put my submission in yet either because it's a huge topic and it's kind of hard to to sometimes write things down that you want yeah. to hear. Yeah, well, um, this radio show goes all the way over to Blenheim. So, yeah. um, so, so there you go. So, so, there you go. so yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Put, put your pen to paper this weekend that there's a website that farmers to get onto. So Dairy NZ, they've probably been promoting it as well. Sheep and beef um, farmers need to get on board as well and um, say, what do you like about... Maybe some people like the emissions trading scheme because it's simple. There's no cost to calculating, reporting and recording, which is going to be quite a mission for either the farm-level scheme or the producer-level scheme. There's going to be quite a lot of measuring and reporting and recording involved, which not all of us are good at. Yeah, that takes a bit, doesn't it? It does. And there won't be a lot of advisors around at this point to, to support farmers to do that. Um, work out the green gas, greenhouse gas levels and things like that. So um, there's quite a bit of development to do and, and it's quite a short um, period that we've got to lead into it. So so the producer level levy is, is a little bit simpler. It's not on each farm. So it, it goes through how many sheep are going through the freezing works, how much milk is going through the factory and how much fertiliser is coming out onto the farm. Yeah, and how is it distributed on the farm? Like the aeroplanes, obviously, yeah. are much higher um, higher truck. than um, a truck, right? I don't know, because they put an awful lot on. Yeah. They can put tonnage on, like ours goes on in a day. Right. And, well, we can't put trucks on our farm anyway because it's too steep. But yep. um, they can put an awful lot on for the, you know, for the time they take. So there is sort of a bit of time plus as well. That's, that's why it's difficult, because <laughs> it's... You know, there's so many variables. But, yeah, so some people like the on-farm one because it's like what I can do on my farm to offset, whereas the producer level is, is just how much fertiliser is going, how much stock is coming in, and then it's on a national average. Each farm just pays on a national average. So I'm not given quite so much credit for what I'm doing on our farm, sort of. Right. Does it come down to rainfall as well and all that sort of thing? Is that kind not of at the moment, in? but that's okay. um, some people want the grass to be put in because obviously mm. grass is... Is sequestering <laughs> carbon as well, but that does depend a lot on drought and 
like soil carbon, there's a lot of carbon goes into soil, but that does depend on weather and rainfall and drought, and so it's, it's, there's so many variables that that, um, that that hasn't been included, but maybe one day that will um, come into it if the research and development goes in that direction. Yeah, we do have a, a, a next forestry um, expert here in Golden Bay. Um, oh, what's his name? Piers. Yeah, Piers um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's um, put a lot of research into it and yes. done a lot of stuff, yep. hasn't he? Yeah, um, and there's a lot of people that are. It's, yeah. And so we are making progress, and it's just it's just a matter of time, really. Yeah. Um, and networking and talking with your far, far, uh, farming. Yep. I mean, That's do right. you have, have good networks? Um, the dairy, the dairy farmers have farm discussion groups run by Dairy NZ, mm-hmm. um, which they um, are free and they can go to. Uh, sheep and beef, we have a very informal um, group that I coordinate. That we have farm walks about three or four times a year, and we get speakers in and go visiting each other's places. Um, yeah, it's a it's a learning network. It's also just a support network and social outing, really. Yeah. Wrightsons are really good. They put barbecues on. The, vet, the RSE put barbecues on for us, and it's just to support that social. Um, it's important to get together. Yeah, it must um, be very different. Um, the dairy beef um, and the dairy from the from the beef and, and sheep. Um, yeah, it is They're a bit more isolated, I mm. guess. But um, but it's pretty close community, and um, we always enjoy each other's company. So it's, yeah. it's quite good. But but something like this, it is quite big and quite difficult. Um, to get our heads around um, maybe we should have got somebody in to help us write submissions but then there's such a variety of, of opinion that's why I was trying to encourage people to write whatever your opinion is, do write rather than Yep. so the most uh, important thing is to look at the um, <coughs> GB Weekly, read your GB yeah, Weekly and even week. better to look at the website and read the whole document but that's quite a <laughs> Heavy duty oh, yeah. read. <laughs> so you've you've actually done a really good job of kind of just yeah, cho- that's chopping made it a few points. And I've got some really good feedback from the email that I sent out to our sheep and beef farmers. You know, not everybody agrees with me, and that's mm. fine. But um, but I'm trying to sort of nudge people to make a submission um, with whatever their their thoughts are, which is what Ewok Ekinoa wants is just what is farmers where are farmers at? What are they thinking? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So and it we're, is. We're all in this walker together. That's the whole point of it. And and we are. I mean, we have to pull our weight, but we'd also like to see other people pulling their weight a bit more. You know, like you know, tourism's really promoted, but tourism's not that. Um, it, it's got quite a bit of emissions going on. Oh, for sure. And and yet we're promoting it heavily, and it's like, is that really the right thing that we should be doing? I another topic. I think that's actually a very good topic, though. That's a very, um, 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 it's, a, it's it's always <clears throat> an interesting balance, that one. Yeah, I, I've done a lot of yeah. research into that. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> uh, is, it's, and that's the, big to- that's the big picture of it, and mm. that's what I tried to say in the little article, that if, we, if New Zealand reduces food production, and the Paris Agreement said that no carb emissions reduction should, produ- should reduce food production, because food production is obviously important, and New Zealand farming has got a very low carbon footprint because we don't have indoor housing and heating and all that sort of... We have sheep and beef outside on grass. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we produce, reduce our production because we're reducing our numbers, then that production will be taken up by countries overseas which have a higher footprint. So the big picture is that if we reduce production too much and then we look good as New Zealand Inc., but overall, it will actually make it worse. 
So, yeah. Yep, got it. Yeah, which is the big picture. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tourism, tourism definitely needs to um, look at itself, and yep. um, so right. so too does the building industry. Yep. So too does the paper industry, and oh, I don't think yep. we actually produce paper in New Zealand anymore. I know. But um, but but yeah. um, you know, like the big factory over in um, in Richmond uh, that creates. Um, um, yeah, that, that sort of those sort of factories, they really need to look at their um, yeah. carbon yet, footprint too, don't they? But yet we're better to produce it in New Zealand than import it. I mean, at the moment we're sure. exporting logs and then yeah. importing yeah. paper, for goodness sake. Yeah, you know, exactly. How efficient is that? Well, you know, it has to change. Yeah, but because we put the paper that they're producing overseas, nobody looks at the emissions that they're producing. But, <laughs> but we look good in New Zealand because we're not emitting, but we're also bringing a lot of paper in and exporting a lot of logs out. So it's like, it's not, <laughs> but yeah. there's obviously a reason for that. It obviously wasn't economical to do it here. Are they? At this point. At this point, yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. It's like all yeah. those companies that went from Christchurch to live in, to Auckland because yeah. that was more economical yeah. um, to get things across the ditch. And when I worked for the railways, I always yeah. remember the cost of um, things going from south to north was, yeah. was less than Stuff coming from north to south yeah. in the Welsh areas because it was they were, they were being, one way. yeah well they were being also being um, subsidised because they wanted things oh. to come down here you see and uh, oh it just gets complicated and this we're talking 35, 40 years ago for yeah. that stuff so but must, there is always a downside to a policy that's a, a consequence that might not be intended hmm. is that exactly what you're saying isn't it yeah and the same as this one I mean um, unintended consequences might be that farmers get together and then buy another farm and put pines or whatever all over that farm so they're offsetting their sequestrations they're counting them on that farm and then they're carrying on farming on this farm which is actually exacerbating that problem of land going into monocultural pines yeah because i went on a zoom session with um climate change commission they they offered zoom sessions for farmers to get on board and to have discussions and that's what one dairy farmer said and from waikato that i was in the same chat room and that's what he said that would be his most viable option because he's on a very intensive dairy farm. He can't plant more trees where he is. So he said he'd probably get together with other farmers and buy a farm, again, up the east coast, Gisborne or Wairau or something, and plant pines on it, and then that would be his sequestration. And it's like that's not an intended that's consequence of what... so defeating the purpose. Yeah, that's right. And he said himself, he said, I, I wouldn't want to do that because I hate pines with a passion. So he would probably just pay his his levy but he said that would be his best way to reduce his levy and it's like that's not an intended consequence of the proposal either uh, so that needs, that needs to go in the submission doesn't it yeah well that's right that sort of thing is mm. yeah and i think uh, the government needs to get better at actually re restricting some land use and stopping people coming from overseas especially to buy our land and plant trees which is not beneficial for new zealand at all and they're offsetting their carbon that's what that big big farm up north has gone to overseas people yeah beautiful big farm coming from Gisborne where I come from and it's going to go into trees forever and and that little community will lose a lot of you know labor and school kids and all the rest of it yep because it'll be trees and then you've got people like Dr Sean Weaver who, who have been working with uh, governments of other countries and doing yep. this kind of stuff for a long time and yep. um, he's still working away at it trying to save the world <laughs> um, yeah yeah exactly um, so we've got we've got the people behind it doing it it's just it's just a bit slow that the governments are only cottoning on really yeah a bit yep. slowly but at least yeah. it is starting to happen you know yeah and, and the worst thing is rush policy 
Mm. You know, it is yeah. happening, but, but, but uh, you know, rust policy, you end up with unintended outcomes, maybe, because it hasn't been quite thought through. And that's why Hewaka Ekinawa, these people have put in a lot of work to try to um, look at all the, look at it from all angles. Is this what we want to be doing? Is this going to work on farm? Or is this going to work as a producer levy? Or, it, or are we better just go into the ETS mm. scheme? Look, I think they have to be have to be working documents that have obviously need to be changing all the time, and, and that's the only way we can do this because yeah. we don't know what's going on. We, we, um, you know, it, it, it's it's a crazy world at the moment when it comes to stuff like this. We've got, yeah, you know, um, or we call it climate change. I prefer to call it climate crisis. Yeah, and then it's yeah, and then there's all sorts of you know economics needs to come into it. I mean, there's no mm. point because, like I say, it, it'll probably be an estimated nine. Nine to twelve thousand dollars for our farm every year. Well, economically, that's not incredibly viable either. No. So even though it's a crisis, you you don't want to force a economic crisis as well. Otherwise, yeah. Mm. New <laughs> yeah, we're already getting hammered on the uh, yep. inflationary, so we, don't, we, we can't we can't just yep. keep squeezing people, can we? No, no. And they keep saying, "I'll oh, just drop your numbers to become more efficient." But um, Kiwi Farm has been doing that for years. Yeah. You know, I remember my dad hitting 120% lambing when I was a kid, and, and that was extraordinary. Everybody was like, you know, that's amazing. And now if you're doing 120% you're a drop kick. Like we're pushing up 130, 140% lambing. You know, that's the efficiency that we've been going for over the years because to keep things viable. You know, I think humans are obsessed with efficiency, and I think that's the yep. problem. Yep. And, but that's what this is saying, you know, drop your numbers. Drop mm. your numbers so you've got less methane and produce more product which is efficiency, which is sort of what farmers been asked to do with this, yep. you know, the whole scheme, whichever scheme it's in, is like um, either less sheep. But like you said, it's just an ongoing discussion. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Joyce, thank you for Very explaining good. this. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and, and I know our listeners will be more informed about it. Yeah, you might um, get a whole lot of phone calls. Might do too. <laughs> and um, look, thank you. And if anyone's interested, the um, what's the website again? It's... Um, it's here, Walker. Here, Waka Ekenoa. It's H E W A K A E K E N O A dot N Z. Yep. H W E N. You've got it. Okay. So, thank you very much for your time this morning, and I'm sure we'll be talking again at some point. Thanks, Grant. Thank you. Thank you, Joyce. Bye. Bye. And Joyce Wiley there from. Very informative, wasn't it? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. But yeah, again, you know. This country, it's in a shambles, I'm sorry. Hmm? Well, I just, you know, we just can't seem to produce anything at the moment, can we? <laughs> Not really. Okay, here's some here's something indigo, because we're, we're getting close to the end of time and we need to get through the indigo purple.
that was Milky Chance by in uh, that was Indigo by Milky Chance. Um, yeah. Okay, it's time for a bit of purple. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had a one long horn and one big eye. I come Mr. Shaking in the city. It looks like a purple people eater to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. One-eyed. Well, he came down to earth and he lit in the tree. I said, Mr. Purple People Eater, don't eat me. I heard him say in a voice so gruff. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. One-horned. I said, Mr. Purple People Eater, what's your line? He said, eating purple people and it sure is fine. But that's not the reason that I came to land. Bless my soul, rock and roll, flying purple people eater Pigeon toad, undercoat, flying purple people eater He wears short shorts, friendly little people eater What a sight to see oh! And then he swung from the tree and he lit on the ground And he started to rock, really rocking around It was a crazy ditty with a swinging tune Sing a bop, bop, a boop, a lap, a loom, bam, boom Bless my soul, rock and roll, flying purple people eater Pigeon toad, undercoat, flying purple people eater I like short shorts Flying purple people eater What a sight to see Purple people Well, he went on his way and then what do you know I saw him last night on a TV show He was blowing it out, really knocking him dead Playing rock and roll music through the horn in his head See one of those, Carl? A, a purple people eater? No, but you know, I, I'm expecting we'll start importing them ourselves because we don't have enough of our own. <laughs> oh, I want a purple. I don't mean to be cynical, but how about this purple hat, man? This is cool. See me, see you dance on the people, climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people. My head is the roof, dancing on the ceiling on the people. I got people on the people, dancing, dancing on the people. I got purple hat, cheetah print, dancing on the people. Rolled up at the after joint, dancing, dancing on the people, people dancing on the people. I got people on the people, people dancing on the people with the people on the people. Smoking CO2, see me, see you dancing on the people.
the print, dancing on the people, rolled up at the after joint, dancing, dancing on the people, people dancing on the people, I got people on the people, people dancing on the people with the people on the people, smoking CO2, CBC, dancing on the people, climb up on the booth, dancing on the people, on the people, mighty, 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 Dylan Francis remix. Pretty cool, eh? What was that? Uh, it was a purple hat. Yeah. Here's, um, here's Black Magic Woman, Santana. Not the original, but I wanted to play this one because it's a cool version. So we've gone from purple, we've finished the rainbow, and we're into a black. It's 10 to 9, fresh start Friday.
Here's one more black song. Oh, black bitty. It's the original oh, by Lee Bill. Bam-a-lam, black bitty, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, black bitty, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, jump sturdy, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, jump sturdy, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, oh, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, oh, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, on a black bitty. Bam-a-lam, looky on a black bitty. Bam-a-lam, turn around, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, jump down, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, oh, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, oh, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, black bitty had a baby. Bam-a-lam, black bitty had a baby. Bam-a-lam, little thing went crazy. Bam-a-lam, little thing went crazy. Bam-a-lam, oh, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, oh, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, jump steady, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, jump steady, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, looky yonder, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, looky yonder, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, oh, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, oh, black bitty. Bam-a-lam, little thing went blind, bam a lamb, a little thing went blind, bam a lamb, a city wasn't none of mine, bam a lamb, the city wasn't none of mine, bam a lamb, what about a black bitty, bam a lamb, what about a black bitty, bam a lamb, oh black bitty, bam a lamb, oh black bitty, bam a lamb, a looky on the black bitty, bam a lamb, jump steady black bitty, bam a lamb, a run yonder black bitty, bam a lamb, a turn around black bitty, bam a lamb, eh black bitty, bam a lamb, eh Black Betty, Bam a lamb, look at yonder black Betty, Bam a lamb, run around black Betty, Bam a lamb, jump down black Betty, Bam a lamb, turn around black Betty, Bam a lamb, eh, black Betty, Bam a lamb, eh, black Betty, Bam a lamb. There you go, that's the original uh, Lead Belly Black Betty, and we've had a few. Ram Jam did a big hit of that, so did uh, Spider Bait, and um. That's about it for the music, really. I think we've pretty much covered all, everyone um, that we wanted to cover. Um, we've um, done the spectrum. The whole spectrum, over the rainbow to black. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening to us today. It's been a pleasure, and it has been certainly has been a pleasure having um, our, our wonderful guests, um, first of all, Jenny Bennett, uh, and then Joyce Wiley, both talking about very interesting things. And... Um, I think it's really important to uh, just consider, you know, education and uh, and how how we're how we're growing our children and which direction they're growing. It's really it's good to have people with experience. Kind of, uh, I mean, you know, like I said to Jenny, I, I had an education once, and I'm still getting over it. <laughs> and I think that's that's yep. the case for a lot of us of my generation. I'm, I'm 60. How old are you? 59. Oh, well, there you go. But yeah, so, I, but yeah. I, yeah, I went to boarding school like you did mm. in the 70s, and I actually remember thinking at the time, it's 1970s, which is 50 years ago now, so it does seem a long time ago, but thinking, actually, you know what, this feels like Tom Brown's school days in the 1880s. Mm. So, yeah, I get you. Yeah, so, you know, we've got to, we've got to, you know, move forward, and I think children today are actually pretty lucky because spoiled well, no they're lucky because they've had people like us who have, who have had a bad time who want to change it 
yeah true. you know and people like jenny who who have the passion and the and, and the and yeah can do it so yeah great i'm really pleased and joyce's um points um which i think are really interesting you know don't just go out a bunch of farmers don't get together and buy a farm and plant in pines that would be tragic that is tragic um you know we've got to do it be- we've got to do better and so get your submission in and it's uh hiwaka hihona and it's um kahuna and it's um h-e-w-w-h-e-w-a-k-a-e-k-e-n-o-a dot nz that's the website go on there and put a submission in you've only got this weekend to do it please 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 for everybody's sake do it and um thank you very much to the uh gb weekly your our wonderful um golden bay newspaper for sponsoring this show um it's been fantastic uh having you uh sponsor it because you know it means that we get to uh do very cool interviews with uh, and conversations with really cool people and don't forget it's chestnut time get out there and uh um, harvest your chestnuts and um, you know they're great so uh, yep and until next week uh, it's probably uh, time to get out there and uh, enjoy your Saturday markets and your Sunday markets and uh, buy your local produce your cheese your honey your bread your um, um, what else do you buy? Meat, um, fruit, and veggies. fruit and veggies. Yes, of course. Yeah. All, all of those things. Get out there and support the locals, and uh, have a good time and enjoy and uh, celebrate that the mandates are coming off. We always knew they would, and uh, that that things are going to change a little bit, and uh, um, we'll go back to a new normal, whatever that means. Um, take care out there. And yeah. uh, thanks for listening today. Have a great weekend, folks. Yeah, take care. And just remember let's forgive everyone for what have they really done? The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show. First broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.